Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 88. Um, first of all, I just want to say sorry. It has been a crazy two months back on the bag. Uh, haven't really been dropping episodes as much as I thought I was going to be able to do. Um, but this will be the third episode I've dropped since being back. And I actually <laughs> I have Gunnery Sergeant Luke with us who is part of the same command that I'm in. And I had no idea until we literally got on this video because I just messaged him on Facebook and I saw the last name, you know, this long ass last name. And then all of a sudden my wife was like, Oh, who are you hopping on with? I'm like, Oh, some guy off the Facebook page, whatever. And then I get in, in the lobby and it's him. And I'm like, Oh shit, I, I met you at all hands. <laughs> so, um, so Gunny <laughs> Luke, um, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming by and being, being able to impart the wisdom that you have from two tours. I'm about to finish up your second. So, Tell us about yourself um, and, and what, you know, what your thoughts are, you know, comparing the two tours and what you would say that you've gathered um, in, in your time out here on the duty. Uh, so first, I want to say thanks for having me, man. Uh, huge honor to be on here. Um, obviously, when I first watched the show, I, first, I watched a couple episodes here and there. And I was just like, what is, you know, what's going on? You know, what's this going on about? Obviously, different experiences, everything like that. I was off the duty, then I came back on the duty. So uh, I was first on the duty from 2015 to 2018, served down in Sixth Marine Corps District, Ars Fort Lauderdale. Served my time as a canvassing recruiter after two years, obviously, you know, took over a station. Um, I say, obviously, like, you know, that's the next step for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's very clearly uh, not sometimes. No. Uh, no. Took over. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> um, took over. Did my year there. Um, was going to become 8412. Was super young in the Marine Corps. Decided, hey, not going to go down this path uh, just because I don't think that I'll have enough experience in the Marine Corps as a leader. And I won't have enough experience as somebody who just because I came out here and like, this is my first go ahead. Like, I don't, I, I didn't think I had the mental maturity to go ahead and learn to grow, to be better as an 8412, so on and so forth. Um, so went back to the fleet and then, uh, you know, went and deployed, came back from deployment and decided, Hey, I'm going to go back for another tour. Um, not from, you know, this command, uh, not from ours, New Jersey, where I currently serve. So, so obviously that was a little bit of a hurdle that I had to go over and be like, Hey, like, I know I've never recruited for you guys, but take me under your wings and, you know, let me come over there and become 8412 served. Obviously, what is this? Uh, we're coming up on month 22, month 22, um, decided to not become 8412. And, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, both tours, uh, definitely a roller coaster overall um mm -hmm. totally different scenarios totally different atmospheres uh sixth marine corps district does things differently than first marine corps district does and things that work back from 2015 to 2018 don't work as well uh but mm -hmm. or maybe there's just some challenges that happen uh yeah. you know from when i first got on at 2021 to present yeah yeah, and I can, um, you know, me being on my second tour, just getting out here, it's been a month and a half. Um, and, you know, me and Gunny Ujama were talking about it because, you know, he's like, hey, he's he was like, hey, you know, have you noticed any differences? And at first, I didn't really notice any differences um, besides Genesis and everything. 
But like to me, I didn't think it was that different, you know, getting appointments, you know, finding interviews, like doing doing the job didn't change. But one thing I have definitely realized is that like I'm so I've only been in RS New Jersey, but I've been in four different stations. So I know what it is to okay. be in and so I've been in I was in uh, Monmouth, I was in Middlesex, I was in Atlantic City and now Tom's River. So okay. to me, those just those four places are drastically different. Like from Monmouth to Middlesex, yeah. a forty-five minute drive, drastically different. From Monmouth to Tom's River, forty-five minute drive, drastically different. Um, but what I've noticed in the in the month and a half is that my eagerness and the way that I am, uh, I'm I'm a very straightforward, blunt person, and that's how I was my whole four years on my last tour. But now I'm realizing with a lot of these kids that a lot of it's more about the follow up and not getting the most aggressive commitment about possible. Like that's what I'm that's the problem that I'm having, because like I've always been taught like, hey, most aggressive possible, most aggressive possible. And now it's like, OK, well, a lot of these kids, it's like, bro, that shit was that's way too aggressive you know, hey, let's let's meet up tomorrow. Let's get docs tomorrow. Let's you know, because like I had a kid this month. Um, you know, kid committed. We were at the school and I was like, hey, I'm at the school. I'm gonna get the Edvair right now. So I freaking, right. you know, got the Edvair like literally moments later. And then all of a sudden it became real to him. So now I was, you know, I was, cha you know, I was making sure to go through those disinterests and I was making sure to, you know, to deal with those objections. And then, you know, it, it, I think what I'm realizing is that a lot of these kids, you got to be a lot more careful and not as quick as it used to be. That's what I'm realizing, at least in myself. Um, or, and, but, but it's also tough though, because, you know, I had one young man that I, it was, a, he was a, he was a cold call TC, same day interview, okay. NWA went on deck. And so wow. it's like, you're, it's, so it's like trying to figure out like who you can and can't be aggressive well, yeah. with. And, you know, it, it's, it's tough, man. But I feel like it was the same way then. Um, I think it's also, you know, I'm just getting back into the group of things. You know, I've been off the bag for two years. I was a recruiter for, for a college. So a very different type of recruiting. Um, but what would you say, like, you know, when you say like, okay, 2015 to, as opposed to now, what are some things that you think like when it comes to prospecting or things that you've visibly seen that, like, you know what, that doesn't really work now? Well, so I would say like the first thing that I've noticed out here was that in first Marine Corps district, like the C to C chain, right. Uh, everybody's always pushing the C to C to be like essentially almost like a week. Um, and yeah. I have no problem yeah. with that. Like that's definitely yeah. something that I've grown to, you know, I've, I've learned how to establish the art of that and I've been able to go ahead and develop that a little bit more to where it's aggressive, but it still feels natural because yeah, the one thing that I've kept constant from the first tour to, to this tour is you've got to treat people like people, right? Mm -hmm. You have to understand that if you treat this like a numbers game, mm -hmm. if you treat this as, as, Hey, that's my next contract yeah. is going to feel very business transactiony. And yeah, the yeah. kids probably going to go ahead and decommit. But um, my first tour, like TC was our thing. Like if you didn't want to go out because we, were, we had access to our schools, we were able to go in and with zero issues, zero restrictions, able to give class mm -hmm. talks. Uh, so 
realistically anything outside of like the normal, like go to your high school community and do your high school community college program and, you know, do TCs, you weren't really doing anything outside of that. And I didn't realize it until I came out here that TCN now is completely, completely different. Like cold call TCs don't work the same way as they used to back in the day. They can, yeah, but it's all a matter of like, okay. And, and that's how, that's why we go to, and we do activities and results on Thursdays. I don't know if you guys do it on Thursdays, but yeah, yeah. everybody should really kind of do it on Thursdays. And you go ahead and you analyze that data and you realize like, hey, TCs aren't working. You can't just say, hey, TCs aren't working. Like you can't just yeah. say that. You have to be like, okay, am I calling the correct list? Do I have enough people on that list? Do I, am I calling down the right time? Like that, that's really kind of what it comes down yeah. to. It comes down to what your approach is. Yeah. And what I've tried to teach here is, whenever you're calling somebody like, and we talk about build rapport, right? We're always trying to get past the parents. Like we're trying to just breeze right past them, but you can't like build rapport starts with the yeah. parents. You build rapport mm -hmm. with them. A cold so call true. TC is not a cold call TC anymore. Yeah. Now you have some sort of relationship built with that parent. So that way, whenever they get, you know, Jimmy or Johnny on the phone, now it's not a cold call anymore. Now it's somebody yeah. they can build a little bit more relationship because I got in with mom and dad. So, I've tried to blend that over here, but it does like everybody's so used to like, let me hit the objective. Let me hit the objective. Let me hit the objective. And they're not used to like in, in Florida, we had a thousand kids per school. So me hitting the objective, I have no problem. If I go ahead and just dial, 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 I, I still have 50% of my list here. If you dial, 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 you'll burn mm -hmm. through your list within you made it through you know, your whole the first list week in two month. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so, then cold call TC doesn't work. Then you are a business salesman at that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, and I'm glad that you bring that up. because it's something that I really haven't dove, dove into too much. Um, and, and it's and now being back, you know, now, now coming from, you know, being a station commander for two, almost two years to now being back. And I'm not even a recruiter. I'm a recade. Like I'm, I'm not even a recruiter. I'm a recade. Um, <laughs> so now that I'm back at this position, I'm, I'm really trying to, and Gunny Ujama really has me focusing because he's like, Hey, he's like, you're going to be leading somebody in the state. You're going to be their station commander at some point. He was like, get back to the basics. He's like, get back to the basics. And, you know, and I was thinking about that this week because I was doing my numbers on Thursday and, and I was looking at it. So my off my AL that I'm in sector a in Tom's river is I called like, I knew all, everybody who was here before me. So I have like all these different okay. friends that were in Tom's river. So I called them and I was like, Hey, listen, like I'm getting here in May. What are your advice? They were like, bro, you're fucked. Like, that's exactly what they said. They were like, bro, you're screwed. Jeez. And I, and I, I was like, I was like, why? And I'm not the person that's, that takes that and runs with it. Like when people say that I'm immediately, I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? And immediately right. my boy Torres, my boy Torres, my boy Ebok, they were like, bro, if you haven't been in your schools all year long to make a name for yourself, then you don't have a working file. So your entire summer is going to be horrible. They were like, because your schools are the lifeblood of that AO. And especially like Lakewood, Lakewood, I have to like, I, so I'll get the majority of my contacts from Lakewood High School because the mom will hand the, the kid the phone. But the problem is I don't speak English. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I don't speak Spanish. So, <laughs> so <laughs> my bad. But, um, so, but luckily enough, you know, by the grace of God, I, I, I just got a poolie who is Dominican and he speaks, you know, Spanish. Okay. 
So young, young, young man, Hans Puli De Leon, um, he sits next to me every day now. And uh, he he is my um, my assistant and he calls for me and then he'll say, oh, let me pass you off to my my recruiter, my mentor. Um, and then boom, you know, okay. but but like going off the numbers, though, like I looked at my numbers the other day. And I think I think altogether this week I made this past week I made six hundred and seventy eight phone calls and I had seventy five contacts. And then okay. out of all that, I had I don't know how many PDQs. I don't know how many people were illegal or how many TDQs. So you know, and then diving into that as well um, because you know people see people people always see that seventy five contacts. But then they don't look, okay, well, right. how many of those became pack cards? How many of those were PDQ? How many of those were TDQ? And then, okay, well, that's why you didn't have, you know, how many ever an interviews from it. But the reason why I bring right. this up is because, like, I'm real. I, I, I hated TCing. I never have been a TCer. When I was in Monmouth, I never TCed. I always AC'd. My, the majority of my contracts came from ACing. But now I'm in an AO where... All of my kids, like when I meet a high school senior, my poolies or the poolies that I inherited, I'm like, hey, where, where does everybody go? They're all like, dude, everybody has to work two to three jobs to help raise their families. So all of my kids, they leave school and they go to work. Coach, so yeah. and they and the and the majority of them work in warehouses and in factories. So I can't AC them because they're not at like Walmart <laughs> or Target right. or Brick. Like they're in like and and I have a huge um, pop, populated uh, Jewish community, so most of my seniors and graduates work for the Jewish communities in their buildings, in their warehouses, at their restaurants, and stuff like that. So that's why it's like okay, well, a seeing them, it's like where am I even gonna find them? So now it's like okay, well, this list I know I can TC it. I'm gonna get contacts. But then you know, Gunny Ujjama was like, "Hey, bro, like, listen, I get it. You have two, you have two, two pulleys from, you know, Lakewood High School." He was like, "All of your interviews this month, though, have from been from Lakewood." He was like, "What's going on with Brick? What's going on with this school?" He's like, "Dude, you got to get, you got to figure out how to get." So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, how do I get these people on the phone? How do I, you know, find these people? So, you know, I'm in that whole thing of like being in a whole totally different AO than I've ever been even though it's only 45 minutes from where I live and I have lived my whole, you know, right. for 17 years. <laughs> so, but yeah, but understanding the numbers is definitely pivotal. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's a, that's, and I, and I think people forget sometimes that your, how you build yourself in your AO stems mm -hmm. from your high school community college program. Some people may argue and I say, hey, it, it comes from my, you know, social media footprint that that works as well, especially in this day and age. But only mm -hmm. there's only so many people that are good at a social media imprint. We see them all over Instagram. Yeah. You know, you have your, you know, um, your habitual, you know, posters yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I, uh, what's yeah. that one? Yeah, you got Yance, you got uh, Lamont, right? Um, yep, yep. I think he was on your show one time. Yeah. Um, yep. So you have those people that have made a good name for themselves, but like, like you said, you have to go back to the basics. Like, if you yep. don't build a good high school community college program, at the end of the day, nobody's nobody's going to know who you are in your AO. Yeah. And, and, Dude, and, and that's that's why I tell. 
that, and that, that's no, why no, I tell people like if you're if no you're good if you walk outside or if you go somewhere to go food shopping or grocery shopping or, or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you do and see somebody doesn't recognize who you are then you're mm-hmm. probably doing it wrong yeah yeah and it's not no, going to be 100%. a hit with every person yeah. or every single AO, you know yeah and it's and it's you know I, I'll be honest man um you know she, one of the guys in the office that's Arden Sheely very quiet reserved guy but in the over the weekend. We were out at the boardwalk, and mm-hmm. he, he he's uh, at a PCS in Lacey, so I think it's like a 45-minute drive from the boardwalk. And we're okay. at the boardwalk, and this young high school kid, I think maybe a junior, is with his parents, and he's like, hey, what's going on, Sheely? How are you? And I was like, bro, like I, I was like, bro, that shit, that's how it's supposed to be, yeah. is that like yeah. you're a – people, when they're outside of the AO, when they see that Marine recruiter, they're supposed to be like, hey, what's going on, man? How are you? You know, and, you know, and, and that's something that, you know, because when you talk about building that high school community college program, especially you got to think about it, like these AOs, we lost it due to COVID. And then if you didn't build right. it back up, now you're 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 going from, you know, you're going backwards to go forwards now at this point. And now, like you lost two years of COVID where you guys weren't really in the schools. And then, like, for instance, the AO that I just took over, it was gap sectored. So I don't know. I don't okay. know what was going on. I wasn't here, so I can't really comment on it. But you know, I went to the high school on Thursday to talk to um, to for the graduation, and I saw mm-hmm. this you know this short guy and an older gentleman, and he had a polo on with athletic director on it. So I went right over to him with my pulleys. They introduced me to him because um, both of them, one of them was uh, on the track team and played football, um, and they introduced me. And I was like, hey, sir, you know, let's get a freaking, you know, leadership seminar going. And he looks at me and tells me, I don't know why we've never had one. I didn't know that was a thing. And then he says, my brother is a, ma- a retired master gunnery sergeant. And he oh and then gosh. I get his number. I get his information. <laughs> He's like, hey, we'll be back from school. We'll be back on July 5th. Let's go. And I'm like, awesome. Okay. So now me and Gunnery Ujama are going to reach out to him and we're going to set up, um, you know, one. And, and it's just like, I don't, you know, and that's the thing is that like, if you're walking around the school and the guidance counselors don't know you, you know, I've only been there a month and, you know, Miss Tavares called me and was like, Hey, I know you put, you know, these two young men in, um, and I know you just got here, but I have another young man that wants to sit down with you. I was only there a month and I'm already getting the guidance counselors to call me and say, Hey, I think this person would be a good fit for you. You know, and that's the thing, and that's the importance of it is that, you know, we we talk about how pivotal how pivotal the high school community college program is, but then we don't actually use it as the lifeblood, and we allow it to get forgotten. And I think part of I won't say problem because I don't because I don't know I wasn't I wasn't here yeah. during COVID. Um, I mm-hmm. got to skip that. Yeah, um, I, I I left literally. <laughs> I was here. I was here when COVID came out, and then I was here mm-hmm. for about six months, I want to say, of COVID, and then I left. Okay. So I was here for like the first six months of COVID, I think. Yeah, but you but you have people out here, or you have people currently, you know, throughout the Nicker yeah. Enterprise that just yeah. have never worked yep. a high school community college program. Yeah. And yeah. then they're ble- then you have these new joint recruiters that come in, and they're just like, hey, like, how do I get into the school? And it's just like, mm-hmm. we'll just go there and talk to people. Which is a thing still, you know, still just go and talk to people, still go be yourself. You don't 
have to be a master at sales in order to just be a normal human being. Yeah. And that just goes back to the whole thing of don't treat this like a whole business. It is a business. And I always tell people like, Hey, there's a business side, there's a personal side, you know, let's try to stay on the personal side more than anything. But, um, you can still go ahead and try to build that relationship. But at the end of the day, if, if you don't, then you're, you're going to have a hard three years for sure. And my first, my first three years, like I know that I was successful because of my high school community college program. I knew that like whenever I went out, kids would recognize me at a certain point. And I didn't know how to react when I first came to Ars, New Jersey, because like we weren't in our schools as much as I thought we should be, but I just didn't know how to attack it because I've never been kind of shut out from a high school and because yeah. down in Florida, like I walk into a high school and I go do whatever, whatever I want. I'll go use the, you know, the gym, I'll use the weight room uh, and then I'll go during, do, do my table play and then I'll go ahead and go back to the gym. And I, I, I'd live and breathe in, in my high school. And that was an issue for me. And that was and that's why it was also so easy. Like everybody talks about the rule of like three. Right. You got to have three points for the next day, which in today's day and age is just. I don't think it's possible. You can't have three Bro, points a day. <laughs> it's it's so like, you know, and there's going to be people, people who are like, Bruh! but like, because like when, <laughs> when you say that, people forget to have an aneurysm. And it's like, um, I'm not going to say that it's not feasibly possible, but in my opinion, it's not feasibly possible every day. Because yeah. you you would have you got to think about like and then it's like you got to also think about like quality appointments like like do you want three quality appointments for tomorrow like or do you want just you're not, three you're appointments not for tomorrow <laughs> and, and exactly and that's the thing about it is that like I would rather have quality appointments coming in than to get to go out there and set and I think what happens too is that we begin so we begin to get so focused on and you were saying this before when you were talking about the TCs. You know, we get so focused on the making the number of the phone call. We make we get so focused on the activity, but we that we're not focused on the actual result that's coming from the activity. So, like people are like, "Hey, hit hundred percent of your objective, okay?" But like, what about the contacts? What about the appointments that I'm getting? What about all those things? Because if you if you think about it, if I have twelve or fourteen interviews um in a month. Well, then that's going to take away from my prospecting time. So then, then that's going right. to drop my numbers down because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, prospecting and selling. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of what happens is, like you said, is that like it becomes this like, OK, hey, you need three appointments to go home or, hey, you need this to go home or or it's like, hey, we're going to work. And, and you know, and I think it, it's definitely a lot better than it was the last time. Like, I'll be honest, bro, the fact that I have a Sunday off is <laughs> like the fact that that like that the fact that that is a mandated thing, bro. I, I'm I'm in love. Like that's that you got me here forever. I don't care. I'm I'm cool with that. Like a Sunday is enough for me to regenerate. Um, but you know I think that there's just a lot of people that focus too hard on the numbers, and then it causes you to you know like I I have a marine in the office right now. Marine wrote four contracts this month, and I don't know what happened before I got here. But the Marine, even after writing four contracts, his head space is I need to keep making TCs. I need to keep working. I need to keep working. And I'm like, no, you need to go home. Like, bro, like you you wrote a four, like, bro, and you have things working, you know, and not to say that Gunny Ujama hasn't told him the same thing. 
but it's like bro like right. but that's the thing is we become so conditioned like and and you know mm-hmm. Cesar Rincon he he made a comment and it was a very beautifully written comment that he made on the page you know because people get so and I've been there you get so conditioned into constantly grinding that when you actually but it never becomes sustainable and then when you're so g- focused on grinding, you forget to go home to your family because you're just focused on the next one, the next one, the next one. And it's like, bro, like you, you got to stop, bro. Like just stop and relax. And I'll say that's probably a problem for most that, you know, once they get the taste of success, once they mm-hmm. get the taste of like, hey, I can produce two a month every single month. Like that was that was the same way I was when I first started. Like I was, I'm talking about like, and I'm still that way. Um, I just sometimes can't separate. Like I can't like my gut phones over there and I'm not having a panic attack right now, but if my yeah. gut phone wasn't on me, you know, yeah. I, I was like, you know, what, what am I doing wrong? Like there was times mm-hmm. where I'd be out with my wife and I'd be like, Hey, we'd be at a restaurant. Hey, I'm going to go AC that recruiter role. That, um, that waiter that real fast. Yeah. I'm going to go AC him. And it's just like, I, I never knew how to shut it off. Like there's like yeah. something like at a certain point, you don't know how to turn the switch off in your head and, and, and it sucks. Like, you know, that is the grind that everybody's like, Oh, well, as long as you grind hard enough, you'll be successful and then you'll be able to go home. But like at a certain point, once you have been that successful, you don't know how to turn it off. Yeah. And, and then you don't, and it's not <laughs> even like you don't want to go home. I'm glad that we got into this because this is something that I'm dealing with right now is like, and my wife is very understanding of the duty, but a lot of what happens is that like you get on that grind, you're like, you're making things happen. And then you're so like caught in the moment that you forget like, Oh crap. My wife texted me. I needed to answer her or my wife wanted me to go to Kohl's today to drop off shoes for the kids. And then I got caught up here and now all of a sudden it looks like I'm just being this guy who's not answering you, but it's actually <laughs> like, no, like, you know what I mean? And it's, and you get so yeah. caught up that you just forget that you forget that there is a switch and you don't learn how, and that's the thing about it is that like, nobody can teach you how to turn off the switch. Like, because you have to be able to become understanding of your own switch and know, okay, Hey, you know what? I've got to put the switch off. You know what? I've got to leave my phone on the table when I walk in the door. Like, hey, I'm going to put my keys up and leave my phone right here. And if someone had, like, whatever it is, like, because so what are what are some, um, you know, now you haven't gone through two tours about to finish on your last 35 days. What are some things that you've done to deal with that? Like when it comes to, you know, I know that now you're a station commander. So you're not you're not in the same headspace as a recruiter um, per se. Um, but like when it comes to that, because now you're dealing with other things, right? You're dealing with command members, you're dealing with training Marines, you're dealing with all of these different things. So how do you do that? How do you make sure that like, Hey, I have time for the wife, the kids, the dog, um, you know, how do you turn that switch off? Like, what are some tips that you have for that? I'll be honest with you. Like I, I'd be lying to you if I said that I knew how to turn the switch off. I I, I still, I still don't sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Some things that I do is, I'll turn off my personal phone. I'll keep my work phone on because, you know, obviously if somebody really needs me, they can go ahead and get hold of me on my work phone. Um, I'll just try to disconnect um, and just leave all electronics away from me. And at a certain point at night, um, I try to, you know, go ahead and make sure all, all electronics are away from me. Um, but but I, like I said, I, I really don't know how to. Um, I've tried to make sure that 
when there is something important that does come up, whether it be for, you know, my son or whether it be for, you know, either one of my sons or it be for my wife or anything like that. Um, just find out how, how important it is. And usually it's always important to them. It, it doesn't matter what it is. And I'll say, Hey, I'll write down a book. I, you know, just how you write down all your tasks for the day. You do your morning and brief, you write down, Hey, this is what I got to do for the day and everything like that. I'll do the same thing. I'll put my personal things inside of the work things to make sure that I'm looking at that every single second of the day to check off like, Hey, I checked off this work thing, but what about this personal thing? I can't skip over this and go to the next thing because I need to take care of family life as well. So that's one way that I've been able to try to go ahead and separate, uh, you know, <laughs> separate, right. Yeah. <laughs> work from my personal life. Um, but it, it's really kind of just a even blend of the two things that I've tried to do to where I can make yeah. sure that, I take care of myself. I take care of my family. But it, I, I say the same thing to every single kind of, you know, recruiter that comes on this duty, or at least somebody who asks me for advice. Is unfortunately there's there's five, there's four choices, but there's only three slots, right? You got sleep, you got fitness, you got mission, and you got family. You can only fill three of those slots, but you got four choices. So which one are you going to go ahead and let burn? You're not yeah. going to let the mission, mission burn because we're Marines and, you know, mission first, mission always, so on and so forth. I've tried to make sure that I put family first over everything else. Uh, but the mission is never it's always going to be in that three. And then yeah. you go ahead and you got to fill the other two. So either you sleep and work out and ignore your family or you add your family into that. Make sure it's part of your mix. Um, mm -hmm. So I always tell people, like, listen realistically only two of those only one of those spots is available for sleep or fitness um and some people may out there may have a better balance than i do and they may be like no you can do all four uh, as long as you have a healthy battle rhythm and stuff like that and, and i i would ask them to go ahead and just say hey how do you do it uh share yeah. to share your advice on how to you yeah. know, complete something like that um but yeah i put family admission in the category and then the third one's up in the air whether i work out or whether i sleep is kind of uh you know up in the air what happens that day mm -hmm. that's that's really how i try to disconnect but uh true truth be told I, and i don't think i do that in my regular job either um i don't ever know how to shut it off i'm always making sure that i stay ahead of the power curve whether it be on recruiting or whether it be in the fleet marine force i'm always trying to make sure either a i'm gaining knowledge or b for recruiting uh, i'm always recruiting you know always trying to find yeah. you know yeah. something because my greatest thing is if I can find one more contract as a station commander and I can help my recruiters go home, like, I don't care that it was a gimme. Like, yeah. if I can help you recruit and well, that that's... takes workload off of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you said that because, like, that's something that I, I, I always, me and Cesar Holly were talking about that, like, that's something that I've always, I'm the same way. I When I was a station commander, I felt the same way. Like, in my mind, the station commander is just an additional recruiter. Like at the end of the day, like you should be, you should be out there with your, and, and a lot of people don't feel that way. You know, there's a lot of people. Who no, are like, some no, people think not, they're too good not, for it. That's not, that's not my job anymore. I don't do that anymore. And it's just like, no, like, like at this, during the time this month, like there's been things that have come up and numerous times, there's been times where we needed Gunny Ujama to hold an interview because of a graduation or because the kid couldn't come in when we needed like the kid had to reschedule and this was the only time block and gunny ujama was like all right yeah right. i got the end I'll, I'll take the i'll take it 
And it's just like that's yeah. but that's what a station commander is supposed to be there for. You know, and, and when you have, you know, and that's I think people get so caught up in like like you said, oh uh, give me. Bro, we're all on the same mission letter. Like every RSS, and I think, uh, I, and, and I'm not saying this specifically about RS New Jersey or any RS, but I think a lot of times what ends up happening when, when you come to recruiting duty is that a lot of times RSSs feel like they're actually against each other in their own holes. And they feel like, oh, well, I'm not like we're not part of the same team. And then, you know, there's people who are like, oh, well, grad's a grad. And then you start poaching this area or, you know, someone's taken from this person and you're taking from somebody else's feed. And it's just like, it's like, bro, like we're all on the same mission letter, bro. Like, why would you take, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it's like when it comes down to it, if you as a station commander, like those are your Marines. And if you miss mission, who missed mission? You did. Like, yeah, right. sure, you can say, oh, my recruiter's missed mission. But at the end of the day, you're the station commander. You're the one who's in charge of training. You're the one who approves their day. You're the one who approves anything that happens in that office. So if you're not willing to be there with them to help them contract and find other Marines, well, then what are you even doing there? And then or because yeah, no and then there's people that are just and to be honest, there's some people who just aren't capable like there's some people who just aren't capable of writing contracts and and for and they like and then maybe they are a good station commander you know maybe they are good at you know um you know moving things around the table maybe they're good at these the supplemental stuff but when it comes to actual prospecting and contracting they're probably not that good and they're losing kids. And sometimes you have recruiters who are like, bro, I don't want my station commander talking to my kid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I've had that. I've had that happen before. Yeah. And I think um, people, when they come out here, they, they try to go ahead and if they take over a station or, you know, if they become the A slash or something like that. Um, what I learned when I first came out here was um, I was doing things a certain way of what I believed was a popular opinion. And at a certain point I was like, I'm, I'm going against what my actual leadership philosophy is and mm. I'm changing as a leader and I'm changing what my principles are. Um, because I was, I was doing the whole, you know, I don't care how many TCs you make, just keep making TCs. I was doing the, hey, go out and AC. I was saying, hey, let's go. I mean, I was out there with them, but we were out till 22, 2300 at night. And and I don't believe that's, that's not beneficial to anybody. Because if you're a young man or young woman on the streets and I come up to you at 2300 at night in uniform. Bro, no, I don't <laughs> want what you're selling, bro. Like, I don't care if it's the Marine Corps. I don't care what it is. Like, bro, I can't agree with well, that same thing. More same thing with TCs. Like, if, yeah. if bro, you if make TCs past a certain time. If you're calling me past 6 I don't want anything to do with it. Like, I, I get it that, like, in America, we don't, you know, a lot of families don't sit down to dinner anymore. It's not like that, like it used to be. But still, at the right. same time, it's like, as a father myself, like, if you're calling my kid at 6 37 o'clock, number one, they're a high school senior or graduate. Why are you even calling me? That's the first thing. Right. And it and it's like, and if they are, they're probably out. But then it's also like, okay, if it's a school night and I do have my kids come home early, okay, well, now this is a bad look on you. And then on top of that, it's also when you're on the phone with a mom or dad, they're wondering, yo, why is this dude not home with their kids? 
you know, like I, I remember right. my first tour. I had, you know, I had two kids at the time. And I have three now. But I remember my first tour, I had a mother who came up to me and she was like, you know, Bennett, you know, I, I see all your pictures in the office and I see your kids in the office all the time. But she was like, you know, you say that the Marine Corps is all about family and you say that you're all about your family. But she was like, when do you when are you not working? Because they were like, right. you know, you came to my house at seven o'clock on a Saturday to meet with my son. So she was like, so when are you fitting them into it? And it's like you said, like that, that, that business and that personal and that re reality is that if we're not showing them the reality of life and now they're like, well, you're telling me that this the Marine Corps is a family, but yet you work seven days a week. And they're yeah. like, what's going on here? And, and, it, and it also comes to the point, too. It's like, you know, like if you're giving me an honest day's work and you've given me, you know, maybe, you know, maybe AC Contacts isn't it today, but you've given me five pack cards and PDQs or whatever it is. But I know that you've been on the grind since 8 a.m. this morning. Like, why can't I let you go home and be with your family to have dinner with your family? Like, that's a big deal. Like to, to kids, like that's a big deal. Like, you know, like my, my kids, you know, and, and I'll be honest, it's been really rough on, on my family because when I got off the duty, I got off the duty for two, for two years. And when I went back to my civilian life as a reservist, bro, I went to work at eight o'clock in the morning and I came home at four 30 and my work phone, I was a recruiter for Lincoln tech and I was a recruiter for another college. Like as soon as I got in the car and left, I turned my phone off. Like as soon as I got in the parking lot in the car, I turned my phone off <laughs> and it didn't turn back on till tomorrow when I was in the office at 9 a.m. And because right. at that point it was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm paid hourly here. Like I'm not. Nope. I was like, right. nope. You know, so I and but I was able to do that. Like, you know, it was funny. I was telling somebody this uh, uh, yesterday, you know, when my when I was a recruiter for Lincoln Tech, my director one night called me i think it was like i think it was seven o'clock and i was sitting down eating dinner mm -hmm. with my family and i answered the phone i was like i was like hey lauren what's going on and she was like doug i'm so sorry i know you're sitting down <laughs> with your family right now she was like i'm so sorry i really hate to be this person and I'm like, I'm like, Lauren, do you not understand that? Like I used to sit on conference calls for like three hours just to say I sir once. Like I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's okay. But she was so sorry for that. And then when she did it, like there was one time where we had to work over, it was like an hour, two hours over. And she was like, Hey, you know what? Tomorrow don't come in until 12. I know that you had to work from home for two an extra two hours. Just don't come into, but like you know what it is though is that like I don't I, I'm not sp speaking to you when I say this, but like if you're a station commander and you're listening to this, when was the last time you did that for your marine? When was the last time you told your marine like, bro, I you know what man, you were grinding with those PCs last night. You know I know that you were getting PCs for four hours. You know what, you didn't get to see your kids go to bed last night stay stay in early you know what don't come in till like 11 o'clock tomorrow i'll take care of whatever you need me to take care of be there with your family when they wake up in the morning because there's marines that are on the duty that don't see their kids because they they're sleeping right. when they leave to go to work in the morning and then when they get home from they're work sleeping when they get home. they're sleeping <laughs> so then you have yeah. you have kids there's children who infants who only see their dads on saturday or on sunday and the kid hasn't seen their dad six days in the whole week. 
Yeah. And it's and like, if you can give that I, Marine I would, just that time. I would argue the other part too. And don't, don't get me wrong. Extreme ownership, like station commander needs to go ahead and, and take the reins of his station or her station and say, Hey, like yeah. this is quitting time. Like we're like, or Hey, show plate, whatever it is. I would also argue the other fact is like that recruiter um, needs, needs to come forward and be like, Hey, oh, listen, dude, I did X, Y, and a Z. Thousand percent. Do you mind if I go ahead and yeah. you know either come in late or leave early? Yeah, bro. My friends ask me yeah. all the time, and they're like, "Hey, can I come in late?" Or, "Hey, can I can I?" I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll give them I'll give them grief. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll mess around with them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, again. And then I was yeah. like, dude, you know, I don't care because I know they would do the same for me. Hey, if I have to leave, I have to go take yeah. care of something. Yeah. And they've done it countless times. They've they've held yeah. down the fort. And I've been gone, and I come back, and the office is not on fire. Yeah, you know, but if they're out of their sector for two hours. Their sector is not. On and that's fire. the thing, though. It's it's and it's important. I'm glad that you bring that up because it is it's, it's extreme ownership. Because there's there's Marines who won't tell the boss, "Hey, you know what? Me and my wife are going through it, and you know my wife's really been stressed out. And you know what? I, if it's okay with you, like I, I'd really like to just go right home." Like, I'll, I'll be honest, it happened to me. I did it on Thursday. I had, um, mm-hmm. I, I literally, my AO is five minutes from my house. But okay. Tom's River is 45 minutes from my house. So okay. I drive through my whole AO to get to work in the morning. <laughs> so, like, if I have to drop a kid off, nine times out of ten, that kid lives five minutes from my house. So I literally drop right. him off in the gov, go back to the office. So the other day... It was nine. It was eight a.m. I got to work. I knew. I knew going into work that I had two graduations that I had to go to, and that the last graduation was going to be in Lakewood, which was five minutes from my house. So I drove right. my personal. I drove. I, I took my personal out the whole day, and then at seven o'clock, it was like seven seven thirty when I finished up. I called Gunny Ujama. I gave him my my day. I told him, "Hey, this is what I've accomplished. This is what I have for tomorrow." And I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head home." I was gonna, I'm gonna, I'm five minutes from my house. I'm gonna head home. And he immediately goes, Wait a minute. He goes, What are you driving? I said, I'm driving my personal. He goes, So you were never planning on coming back to the office. I said, No, I was not gonna. <laughs> and he he was like, Hey, good on you. He was like, Good on you. And that's the thing about it is like Gunny Ujama, the one thing I love about him as a station commander, um, this is the second time he's my station commander, is that like he reminds you that it is an independent duty. So, like, when you walk into his office and you ask him if you can do something, he looks at you and he's like, bro, what is on your schedule and you, what are you going to do? You tell me what you're going to do. And if I have a problem with it, I'm going to stop you and tell you, no, you're not going to do that. But at the end of the day, right. it's your schedule and it's an independent duty. So when I walk in the office and I'm like, because I'm not used to having a station commander like that. I've had other station commanders where right. it's like, hell no, you're not going to do it like that. So now, like, I'm used to asking for permission. So when I do walk in the office and I say, hey, Gunny, can I do this? As soon as I say, hey, Gunny, can I? He goes, no, get out of my office. It, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll come back in and I'll reapproach him and I'll be like, hey, I got to go do this, this. And the third, he's like, all right, cool, go do it. And, and But that's what I'm saying is that, like, a lot of Marines, like, they expect people to read their minds. They expect people yeah. to know that they're having a shitty day at home and that their wife is mad at them for X, Y, and Z and that their kid was up all night long. Like, no, 
unless you tell me that your kid, your infant child was up all night long and you didn't get any sleep, I don't know that. So, like, right. you have to be able to tell me as a – but it's also – it's like it's a two-edged sword, right? Anywhere in the Marine Corps, anywhere in leadership because there's Marines who don't feel like they can speak to the person like that. There are some people who are like, bro, he doesn't care about what I have going on. Like he doesn't he doesn't ever ask me, hey, how's your wife? He doesn't he doesn't even know my wife's name. So it's right. very, you know, it's something. So can you talk about that, um, Gunny, from your perspective, you know, like being a station commander for the past two years, now finishing up um on your second tour, like what are some like how how do you lead your Marines in such a way that like, hey, we are sustaining, we are making mission. And we like, what do you do? Like, what are some tips and tricks and like some things that you do to take care of these guys? So every single one of them knows that I don't like working past eight o'clock. Like eight o'clock is just like, that's I, of course, if we have an interview or something like that and we have to take care of it, we take care of business and then we go ahead and we roll it up. But I don't, and this is going to, this is going to probably upset a lot of people. If there's anybody that watches this, um, that's ever either mentored me or, you know, been in charge of me or anything of that nature. Like we have a very free flowing way of life in our process. Crazy. I think I lost you or I, I might've lost the uh, episode. There you go. Um, we don't have a crazy time constraint where it's like, Hey, if you're not in my office at zero eight in uniform, like, I'm going to go ahead and all hell's going to break loose. Like it's a, Hey, let's roll in. As soon as we're all in, we're going to go ahead and kick off in briefs. Well, morning meeting. And then after that, we're going to roll into in briefs. And we're going to, you know, kind of lackadaisically roll into it. It's not that I don't have a like strict structure. It's the fact that we have like, this is a family environment. We all need to get along and we all need to understand that this is a stressful duty. If we treat everything so strict and so regimented, like, Systematic recruiting is a thing, but that is a system, and that is Amen. how you recruit. It, it's not how we have to go ahead and run our days. Amen. We don't have to run our days where it's just like, hey, this is the strict timelines. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there are times where it's just like, yeah, we have a timeline, and we'll write that out on the whiteboard. Hey, this is what yeah. needs to get done today. If you have any confusion, look at the whiteboard. That's what needs to get done today. If you stray yeah. from that, let, let me know. And that's really kind of how it goes. And it wasn't until recently that I kind of realized that, hey, there was a little bit too much of me, a little bit controlling the work day because I told the dudes whenever I sat them down one day, I was like, listen, my first tour recruiting duty, all, all my recruiters came to me. They're like, hey, uh, you know, I was a stats on time. Hey, stats on. Uh, we're going to go fishing in the morning. Um, can we go fishing in the morning and then come in and do morning meetings and, and briefs? I said, yeah. I was like, you're in here at 0930, though. I was like, and the moment that we stop making mission, that's done. And they all, they all fished till 0930 in the morning, came in, got in uniform, sat down in my office, and we kept rolling into mission, and we were 90 days ahead. Yeah. And then I realized that I need to do that a little bit here to where it's like, okay, you just go. Go about your day. Please update me on what you have throughout the day just so I can kind of just gather my headspace if somebody calls me and, and says hey what do you guys got going on i can at least have some sort of essay on what's going on during the day um but besides that like you come back and hey i got this i'm putting in the system i'm going home 
is very loosely like everything's very loose. Like I only have one recruiter that uh, is newish. He's past his year mark and he asked me how to like, if you can go do something sometimes. And I, I do the same thing that Gunny John does. I'm like, dude, why do you ask me if you can go do this? Tell me what you're going to do. If you have an issue, call me. I'll try to redirect you in the best way that I see fit. Yeah. And then if they, if they work over a certain amount of time, it's like, okay, come in, come in late or, Hey, listen, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I just threw down two already. Go home for the day. Don't care. You get like uh, one of my recruits the other day. He's like, I don't have any points for more. I was like, yeah, but you have two NWS for today. You just wrote two contracts. I don't care. I'm like, what makes me happy? And he's like, contracts and NWAs. I was like, did you achieve that? He's like, yep. I was like, don't care what's in the system. I will see you later. Yeah. So I, I try to create a little bit more of a relaxed environment and them to understand, like, I don't care what you do throughout the day as long as you give me the, the NWAs and contracts that I need for us to yeah. make mission and for me to be able to pull through the C2C chain, then, yeah. then life's good. And as long as you're rewarding with days off here and there because they work their asses off to go ahead and get to where they need to be, like, reward them. Or, hey, yeah. you know... Um, it was something where it's like, hey, you should go ahead and try to figure out when their anniversaries are, which I do. I have everybody's anniversaries and, and birthdays written down next to my desk. So that way I can just look in the morning. Is anybody's anniversary? Anybody's day, anybody's birthday? It's not. Okay, cool. I'm keep on pushing. But if it is, because like you said, some Marines won't come and say, hey, I have this going on. I had a Marine one time stay at work all day. It was it was a wedding anniversary. I said, what are you doing here? And it, and it irks me in my soul. So now I try to stay as involved as I can without being overbearing and without being too much of a control, you know, freak. And I also try to make sure I stay involved in their personal lives so I know exactly what's going on and I know how to read them. Yeah. But, and, that's, and that's exactly what it needs to be, is it needs to be. I'm glad yeah. that you said that because it's so true. Like, it, like yes, we're Marines, and yes, things that there is a structure to things, and yes, there is a system to things. But at the end of the day, like, if you walk into work, and I'll be honest, I just lived this, like, this past month and a half, like, we just made mention. <laughs> I, I'm telling, like, we just, the only thing that changed was that. That's the only thing that right. changed was Gunny Ujama came in the office, and he was just like, hey, you guys have your plans. Tell me what you're going to do. Make it happen. That's it. That's the only thing that changed. And we, we made mission and we have NWAs and contacts going into the next month. That's the only thing that changed. They're like, and when, and that's the thing about it is that like when Marines come into an office and they feel relaxed and they're not walking into eggshells as soon as they walk in the door in the morning and they don't walk into the door and they immediately feel like they hate their lives and they don't want to be at work. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that's how it was. I'm saying like, because, because I've lived in this before, like when oh, with other station yeah, commanders I've lived and I hear this on the podcast all the time, like Marines tell me all the time on the podcast or off of it that they've hated going to work for the three years they were on the duty. They were like, every single day I went to work, I hated my life. And it's like, no, like we're in office. If you're not in a family as an office and you guys don't go to the gym together and you guys aren't out to eat together, and you're not and you're not celebrating together and you're not winning together and you're not doing like the MEPS run for somebody like one of the Marines, his birthday was today. And I was like, bro, I'll take your MEPS run. He's like, no, it's my first it was, it's my first pool I ever had. I want to make sure he get, you know, he's, right. he, I was like, all right. I was like, Hey, I, I get it. I was like, but I offered and 
and that's the thing about it yeah. is that, like if your office is not a family and we've always been taught that in the Marine Corps. So it's like, I don't know why all of a sudden, like there's a little bit of business comes into play and it's like, we don't know what we're doing. And, and the, like this whole part of leadership and this whole, it just kind of changes. And then all of a sudden, you know, I read it today on the Facebook page, you know, all of a sudden people become managers of things rather than actually being leaders. And they start managing the people and they're like, hey, you're going to work from this time to this time to this time. And it's like, you know, something that I was going to run by Gunny Ujama. Me and the guys were talking about it yesterday. I was like, yo, what if we all came in at eight? Went to because we've been going to the gym together, all of us as an office. Um, this week we went like I think two or three times. So I was like, hey, why don't we all? Because it's a very we've been getting AC contacts, we've been setting appointments at this gym, and we were like, I was like, hey, why don't we all just for the summer months? I was like, I'm gonna run it by Gunny Ujama. Like, why don't we just go to the gym from eight to nine, change over, and then be at work starting the day at nine thirty? This way, like, we have a positive day. We're coming into work already worked out. And we've already had some contacts. We've already done that. Like, maybe that's a thing that we could do. Um, because at the end of the day, like, if you're coming in and there's just this strict regiment and it's like, no, you can't, you can't have AC. Because, like, I've been in places where it's been like that. Oh, hey, no, you will not hold appointments at this time. Okay, so when the kid tells me that's his only time available, I'm gonna tell him no. Oh no, that's the golden that's the golden hours of prospecting. You're right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know interview a kid at that time, even though that's the only time I can get PCs. It's like no, like right. you have to, you have to be able to figure out every day it happens, it changes. Like and that's why you have you know in McChris you have your actual, you know you have your plan and then you have the actual. It's that's why it's allowed to do that. Right. <laughs> But um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I will say, like, I, I don't ever claim to be perfect. And I think people that sit there and, and believe that they have it all like figured out and that they run the best office in Nick Rick or they're the best leaders, you know, you can always grow every single day. Amen. And that's one thing that I wish I would have done. Um, one earlier and two, I wish I would have. Um, bread inside of my office was us, you know, going out as a team, you know, us um, eating breakfast as a team and stuff like that. And, and um, one of my recruiters said to me the other day, like, Hey, why don't, why don't we go out to dinner whenever we make mission? And I just I kind of just shrugged my shoulders and I'm like, I, I don't know. We just, we never have. Um, and it's not that I don't love them. And I don't care about them. I, I do. I love each and every single one of my recruiters. And I care about each and every single one of them. And I would I would fall on a sword for each and every single one of them, regardless of whatever circumstances, whether they were wrong, right, indifferent. I, I would do it for them. Um, but at some points, you know, I, I believe that the stress and you know being tired just gets to us that we're just like, listen, let's just go home let's take the win and let's just go home early like that's reward enough so i wish i would have bred that sooner um but i also had a different office dynamic when i first started here um yeah, yeah. i had different recruiters out here and the personalities just it just didn't mesh i had a recruiter going through some things when we first got out here um so i didn't know how to blend that um and i was still maturing as a leader um yeah. it is it's, but it, it's that's the, one thing that i could tell the guy taking over my station is to do that yeah and it, and it definitely is, you know, because I'll be honest, my wife, um, you know, so we made mission uh, on Friday and Gunny Ujama was on leave. Um, but he was like, hey, drop dead time at 630. Go out and celebrate making mission. 
So I tell my wife, hey, we're going to go out and make mission. And immediately, like I said, my wife been through this duty four years already. So she's very, like, understanding right. of things. Um, but she was, I'll, sh- I'll be honest, my wife was pissed off. Um, because my wife was like, <laughs> my wife was like, I get it. She said, I get that you guys got to celebrate because you guys haven't, they had these Marines haven't felt a win in a long time. Yeah. But she was like, neither have their families. She was like, yeah. you guys left work at 630 to go, to go celebrate and then not come home till nine. So it was like any other day. She was like, why did you guys yeah. just not come home to your families? So it's like, so it's, it's, it's having to do, you know, as a station commander, having to, you know, that's why I, as much as I can, when I was a station commander, I tried to include the families as much as I could in our every day, like every on, on Saturdays or the pool functions or, you know, when we did make mission, hey, everybody come over to the house, let's play board games, let's do a barbecue, let's do something. Because like at the end of the day, it's like, okay, we got to celebrate, but your, your family also deserves to be with you as well because like they, you know, your wife was part of winning that because she was watching <laughs> the kids, she was taking care of your meals, she was doing yeah. whatever. So like she's part of that winning team too. Um, and they easily get for, I don't want to say forgotten, but they easily get, you know, caught up in, in that, but it, it is, it's tough. It's tough, but, I, but that's the thing about a good leader, you know, like they, like, and I, I gotta tell you, you know, I didn't see this in the beginning, but I'm flabbergasted, you know, like by the fact that you were a young, a young Marine on the duty and you could have stayed out here and became a 12, but you decided, you know what? I don't feel like I'm where I need to be as a leader to become a 12. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people across Mikrick that are those people. And I'll be honest, like when I when I didn't become a 12, I, I was kind of bitter and, and mad. But now that I'm out here again I'm, and doing the podcast, I've learned a lot from the episodes and I've learned a lot from the podcast. I'm like, you know what, man? You know, God, one, had a reason for me not becoming a 12. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I'm not. A 12, I'm, I'm glad I didn't become a 12 yet because being outside in the civilian world and, you know, being, you know, working with two different companies as, in sales, uh, it helped me learn a lot more about myself, learn more about my leadership. Yeah. And also I was tested a lot more. So I brought a lot more back this time around. So I'm definitely, um, you know, now this time it's like, all right, like, let's make this 12 thing happen sooner or later. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> becoming eighty four twelve, like there's so many people that look upon it negatively, um, and and I wish they didn't, um, because what people fail to realize is that, or what Marines fail to realize, is just because somebody becomes an eighty four twelve, like you're going to have awful losers in any job that you have in the Marine Corps. It just yep. is what it is. Like I, I, I hate to say, it, I, I wish it wasn't that way, but but it is. Well, not even the becoming Marine Corps, the civilian world too, like. Right, like you're gonna have bad things yeah, anywhere and, and in the you world. Can like. Obviously, attest to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people think, yeah, people people think that it is like, nope, you're just gonna have it here in this one MLS, and and it's not. Um, but you have to really understand who you want to be as a leader, who you currently are as a leader. You need to understand and recruit. It's just like any other MOS proficiency. If you're not proficient in the MOS. Just because you can leave Marines doesn't mean that you're okay to be 8412. And unfortunately, some people see those two things as like synonymous. Um, and they're and they're not. You need to be 
proficient, <laughs> you know, it's the whole Marine concept that everybody always talks about. Like you have to be proficient. You have to be a good leader, so on and so forth. I think becoming an 8412, like if I, if I were to do it, um, which, uh, you know, like I said, uh, kind of in, in the post, um, I'm conflicted every single day. Like every single day, I think like, should I just stay? Should I just go ahead and become 8412? Should I go back to my regular MOS? Um, obviously, I don't want to do that to, you know, the command or anybody that has faith in me and go back and forth and be that person that's on the fence constantly because nobody likes uncertainty in a leader. Um, yeah. But becoming 8412, if, if you want to do it for the right reasons, then do it. Um, if you want to go ahead and sit there and mother F, you know, all the 8412s and lump them, I, I'd say shame on you. Uh, obviously not you, but uh, who, you know, whoever's listening yeah, to this, yeah, yeah. you want to lump them all into the same category. Like shame on them for lumping them in the same category. But maybe maybe you should become an 8412 if you are a stage commander currently and you are being successful in the duty and be the change that you want to see. Because yeah. if you want to change something or if you want to influence something, the best part, the best thing to do is to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. And it's so true because you're right. It's like the 8412s get so much flack. It's like so many people are all oh, the 12 community, you know, fleet dodgers and this, this is the third. And, you know, and, um, but, you know, but I think it's, I think it's hard. You know, it's got to be hard to breed good 12s because there are unfortunately bad ones, um, like anywhere else. Um, but I also think to it, it's a, a big emphasis on the command, you know, the people who are the ones saying, hey, like this is going to be an NWA. You know, like because uh, sometimes when when people right. are running, when people are running to create twelves, at the time they're not looking at leadership; they're looking at numbers, and they're like, "Oh, well, this yeah. guy was recruiter of the year, and this guy was recruiter of the month, and this guy was recruiter of this." And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Hey, we have a seat to fill. We're going to make this guy a, a boss." And then all of a sudden, they realize, like, actually, the good he was a good recruiter, but he's not going to be a good station commander, and that's a huge part of it that people don't realize. Is that there's people who are great recruiters that have no business being station commanders because they don't know right. how to do the job as a whole and they don't know how to train and they don't know how to make sure that everybody's getting their part of it done, you know. So it's it's got to be hard on the 12 community to create and also be the one who's sick because I, I can only imagine being the person like being the CEO or being the master guns, you know, the RI, the ARI you know who says hey this guy's gonna be a 12 and you think this guy's gonna be the bee's knees and then all of a sudden this guy becomes the worst freaking 12 ever and your <laughs> name your name is literally associated with him and i can only you imagine know, how that feels it. it's gonna it's gonna suck um but it it happens you know but i i think you know i i think that you know, I, I, I don't know enough to say, like, what, what could be done better, especially in this command, because I just got here, you know, and I'm not in 12 or anything like that. But, you know, something that I can definitely say that I've seen in the past is that I feel like I feel like there's and I've seen this um, when I was here back in 2013, 2015 time. And then I saw it when I was here in 2017 when it is. There's no emphasis. I don't know how it is now because, like I said, I just got back. But, like, in some places across Mickrick, there's no emphasis on an A-gunner. Like, it doesn't – and it, the the <laughs> name, the term A-gunner means nothing. So then, well, if the term A-gunner means nothing, well, then we're not going to breed good station commanders to take over when so-and-so leaves. So then you have, you know, like, so, like you know, Gunny – like, for, for example, Gunny Lucas leaving, Okay. 
we need someone to step in. Well, realistically, if Gunny Luke trained up his A-gunner, you know, maybe that would be an option, right? And, you know, like, but that's what I'm saying is that, like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of Marines aren't getting trained up like they need to. And they don't know, hey, if Gunny Luke's sick tomorrow, what am I, how do I call in numbers? How do I do this? How do I do that? Like, I feel like there's a lot of Marines that don't know what they would have to do in order to be a successful station commander. And I think there's not enough emphasis on that part of training. And then when you, because a lot of people, when they become a station commander, they have no fucking clue what they're doing because they were never showed right <laughs> from wrong. And, you know, you're, you're right. put in a seat and all of a sudden you're like, uh, 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 and you, you're trying to freaking make mission while also figuring out how to even do the thing. And I feel like yep. there, I feel like there's a lot more training that needs to get done on that part of the house. But. And I, I agree with you, you know, um, there, it's almost like a gunner is just a term. And yeah. just a just a billet to just fill, um, yeah. but I'll say that that was a little bit. And obviously, you know, I can only attest to you know my office. Uh, my first go around, um, I didn't really train my egg gunner. I just knew he was my go-to guy. He was he was my bone roller. On top of that, he knew everything that I do. He understood how I worked, and essentially mimicked everything that I wanted him to do with his own twist on it. The same thing happened when I came out here and I had I had one guy as my A gunner. Like uh he knew what to do, but he didn't do it in the way not that he has to do it the way that I want him to do it, but he at least at least you know follow his left and right law limits and not go outside that box. Um and then I signed a new A gunner and he he took off with it. Like if he had to take over the office for the day, like was not issued. Did his prospecting dip? Sure, it did. But that's neither here nor there. You know, we're talking about developing yeah. egg gunners here. And then um, since then, I've had another egg gunner because the old egg gunner is on his way out and everything like that. And I need somebody to fleet up. I need continuity in the office and everything of that nature. Uh, and I try my best to go ahead and make sure that I mentor mold him and train him. And a lot of people think that just because you put it in McCris as a training hour that the actual training occurred. Like it, it, it has a it has occurred, but like, do they get it? Yeah, is is the main thing. Yeah. If they don't get it, then continue to just have a real dude conversation, a real grown man mm -hmm. conversation, or grown woman conversation, mm -hmm. and make sure they understand what it is of what's going on in your office. They need to know everything that you know. Um, yeah. regardless of how it may make you feel if they go ahead and take the reins, because yeah. I, I think that's what some people are afraid of. People are afraid that their A gunner is going to go ahead and steal their spot. And if they yeah. do, so be it. That means you just trained your A gunner to be better than you. Yeah. And that's how it's supposed somebody, to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every, every leader should want somebody to be better than them. And, 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 and if they're not aiming for that, then, you know, they're, not saying they're a yeah. awful leader, but they should probably, you know, look in. Bro, that was, uh, yeah, that was that my second. <laughs> yeah. And that was like, that was my first taste. Like, I'll never forget it. It was May. Uh, it was, no, it was March of 2019. Um, mm -hmm. I was, I was a sergeant. I was on the duty a year and a half. Um, no, two years. I just had two years on the duty. And my boss, Gunny Arama, 8412, his, I think it was his dad. His I think it was his dad had a heart attack and his mom and they were both very elderly. 
So and they lived yeah. out in Florida. So he had to take emergency yep. leave to go out to Florida. So like all of a sudden, like it's eight a.m. in the morning, and he's calls me. He's like, "Hey, you're the boss," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Hey, bro, I, I don't know when I'm." He le- legit his phone call was, "I don't know when or if I'll be back." Like there was a point right. where like they were talking about like that he was going to move to Florida and they were going to change him to being a 12 in Florida because of like how bad the situation was. So I was like, wait, I was like, wait, I was like, bro, what do you mean? You're not coming back. I was like, I was like, bro, I'm a, bro, I'm a sergeant though. I'm on the duty two years. All of a sudden it's like, Hey, you're the boss. So now like I'm calling in numbers. I'm trying to figure out how to even call in numbers. Like I'm on the phone with the CEO and you know, not but but hey, I still wrote a four that month, and I still we we made mission, and and everything happened, and it was a lot of it was because Gunny Ujama didn't like. I don't want to sit here and say that like Gunny Ujama made me the best egg owner in the world, but like he made me understand, hey, these are the things that you got to get done, and these are the things that need to be done every single day. These are things that cannot be right. negotiable. And and then immediately I was like, okay, I, I remember doing this. Okay, I remember doing that. And then I had you know another Marine in the office, Sergeant Morales, who he was like, hey, Gunny does this. Oh, okay. So then we we did that. And then as a team, we we made mission, and we were kind of all the boss um, for that first month. But then it bled right. into it, it bled into two months. And then I think it ended up being like three months of where he was just gone on emergency leave mm-hmm. and i and that's when i ended up you know going um leaving and going on to become a station commander but that's literally how it happened it was just like hey you're the boss now and i was like oh shit but but um <laughs> so what 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 last word what last imparting words do you have for us you got 35 days left um what, what, what <laughs> nobody's got? counting i'm not counting i promise <laughs> What, uh, um, what what lasting words do you have for anybody who won, uh, one coming out on a second tour, um, or just like you said, the guy who's taken over? Like, what advice do you have for that person who's going to be sitting in, in in the station commander seat, wherever they may be, um, and that person who's going to be on my second tour? Uh, the one thing I would say is just be humble. Like that's that's the biggest thing I could say um, is be humble and be a sponge. Uh, because at the end of the day, if you're not humble, you're not going to be open to learning uh, and be a sponge because you need to absorb everything that you can. Um, my first tour, when I was getting trained, like we were saying, um, as an egg gunner, I just knew whatever my boss was, my two bosses, whatever they were, I didn't want to be. Um, I understood what they did on a daily basis, and I took that but I just took away their personality uh, completely to understand that that's what I want to go ahead and keep out of this world. And I continue to do that now. Like I try to be humble enough to know, to realize that I don't know everything Um, and you're not going to know everything and you're not going to be perfect every single second of every single day. You can try to be, but um, just be humble enough to know like, Hey, if you need help, you need to reach out to somebody and let them know both personally and professionally. Um, it's a tough duty, but you can make it through it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that's the main thing. Be humble and be a sponge. 
All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate you hopping on. Um, I will definitely see you soon um, at some point, I believe, yep. before you head out of here. <laughs> um, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a good rest of the night. Go enjoy your family and um, say hi to the office, and uh, we'll see you at all hands. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.